Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, Builders. I would love to welcome you to the Build Your Success Podcast today. This is a podcast where we try to teach you to build yourself and then build others. We love to do that with our special invited guest. And and today I have Whitney Wiley with me on the podcast. She is the founder and chief evolution officer of Shifting Into Action. She's an author, a trainer, a consultant, coach, and a speaker. Whitney has over 25 years of experience coaching in the areas of dream and goal achieving career management and transition, and leadership development. Welcome to the podcast today, Whitney. Oh, thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I, I enjoy having you, and uh, you come highly recommended from a friend of mine, Cheryl Mays. So shout out to Cheryl today on the podcast. She was a guest. I think I just looked that up, episode 39, and uh, she was a wonderful, I'm sorry, it wasn't 39. Uh, Cheryl was the guest for uh, Staying the Course. And I don't remember that. I think it's 29, actually. But anyhow, look, look up Staying the Course, and that would be Cheryl Mays there. And uh, go back and listen to that. She's awesome. Haven't. She is. She's a, a good awesome. I actually got to meet her in person, and, and she suggested you as a guest. So that's great. Listen, today, you know, you've got a great name in your company, so I want to talk about this shifting into action. And, and I just love Absolutely. the thought. I, I like to uh, encourage people into action. I, I have a little course I do called Plan. Purpose, link, action, and negotiate. And uh, so I just, this is a great theme, shifting into action. So let's just dive right in here. Whitney, you, you talked about in your application, everyday experiences are opportunities for personal growth, and they are the breadcrumbs we drop for those we lead. Can you give me some examples of these breadcrumbs you're dropping in your leadership? Absolutely. So, I have the privilege of offering a column for an association, trade association that I was a part of, or still am a part of, um, the Association of Corporate Counsel. And I wrote a, a article, a column, uh, for almost seven years about my take on leadership. And the, the interesting thing was when I first got the opportunity to Right, I was a little apprehensive. I, you know, it's like, what am I going to write about ten times a year? Who wants to read what I have to write? And I had a conversation with my husband and one of my sisters, and both of their um, advice—the advice from both of them—was pretty much the same, which is just say yes, and the words will come. And what I found over the course of writing the column was that I was using the the experiences of my life on a daily basis to write the column each month. And I think it was born from my time um, studying leadership, organizations and leadership in a Jesuit program. So I went to, uh, got my bachelor's from the University of San Francisco and my master's 
from the St. Joseph's University, both of which are Jesuit universities. And the Jesuit philosophy of leadership basically boils down to we're all leaders. And so if we're all leaders, that means that someone's always watching. And if someone's always watching, that means everything I do is an opportunity to help them learn and grow in their leadership, you know, in their leadership ability. But if I take the time to look at my experiences, it's also an opportunity for me to learn and grow. And I don't think you can be a good leader if you don't lead yourself well first. And I know that's the philosophy you have about, you know, building your success is that you have to build yourself first and then you build others. And I feel exactly the same way. If I am not a good leader of myself, I can't lead others well. And I can't be a good leader to myself or others if I don't take the experiences that I have, learn from them, grow from them, and then that's how they become nuggets for other people. Whitney, I love this discussion. I just, I've got about a paragraph of notes here from your your speaking, you're teaching all of us. But I love this thought that uh, unique experiences, you learn, you can both learn from your experiences and teach them. And and yeah. then the, the whole breadcrumbs idea, you just said nuggets. I think a lot of us go in with the gold nuggets. But breadcrumbs might be a better way to describe this because I think we have to take things in small portions at times. And, and you know, I'm, an, I'm not a very patient person. That's one of my traits that I have to work on. And so often when I, I, I take on some of these leadership things, I want everybody else just to buy in immediately. And, and i got to give it to them in some of these breadcrumbs. So, so talk to us a little more about how you, how you teach people from your unique experiences. Because I think everyone is, as you say, a leader because we do have our unique experiences. So some of the things that I have, I think, left as, as, you know, as breadcrumbs would be, and I'm thinking to articles that I've written, um, I meditate. So I meditate daily. I am a yoga practitioner. And so I wrote a column that was called Off the Map, and it was about taking the things that I learned as part of meditation and yoga and turning those experiences into actual leadership moment, right? And so there are the, the things that you learn about yourself when you're sitting on the map, which is to be in the moment, to um, not be comparing yourself to other people. Those are breadcrumbs to being a better leader. So it's not just what's applicable in any particular situation. It's how you extract that information and then use it to better yourself. And then again, if you live yourself, live your life, live your leadership, your opportunities to train and grow other people, if you do that authentically, I think the breadcrumbs drop naturally, right? Or it, I have never met anyone, maybe you have, Brian, maybe you're one of these special people who eats a meal and never drops anything. I'm not one of those people. Um, and so we have a dog. The dog is constantly waiting for something to fall 
from the table, right? Because <laughs> he knows that they're going to be they're going to be breadcrumbs and other things that will fall. So it's a natural part of just living life that you are setting examples and leaving a trail for people to see what you're doing. You can't be a leader if there's no one behind you. And the way that people want to stay behind you is that you're doing something that makes them want to come along behind you, right? So if you're, you know, I think of Hansel and Gretel. That's how the first time, that's how they got home. They left breadcrumbs so that they, well, they left pebbles, I guess, the first time. Um, but the intent was that they were leaving breadcrumbs so that they could get back home. Their problem was the birds followed them and ate their breadcrumbs. So they weren't able to retrace their steps, but the birds followed them. And that's the visual that I have when I'm thinking about breadcrumbs and the examples that I leave as I lead a life that is based in my values and priorities. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect, but I do try to stick very closely to the things that I value and that I think are um, most important in my life. And I can't expect other people to do that if I'm not willing to do that. Wow, that's great. And uh I, I have to tell you, I, I do. I've ruined several shirts. Sometimes I miss my mouth too. I'm, I'm not one of those people that can <laughs> make it happen. So, oh wow! Yeah, that, that's true. That that and and wow, that, what can be gained from those breadcrumbs? Uh, you know, there's a biblical example of that. That that woman just wanted the smallest things that she could get her hands on. So that's right. Awesome. I'm glad you you brought but up it this. But it feeds when you so think good. about it. You think about it. It feeds. You know, it feeds the birds, right? I mean, going back to Hansel Gretel, it was feeding the birds, so it has a purpose. And I think what we try to do is, and and I mentioned I'm not perfect, but I think a lot of leaders try to portray themselves as perfect. They know they're not perfect. The people they're leading know they're not perfect, but they try to act as if they're perfect. Therefore, the only thing they want you to see are the things that come across as perfect. And that's not that's not really where learning is. That's not where the growth is happening for them or those that they're leading. It's what you're leaving behind that actually is the benefit to people and yourself. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing up this living with values. That's another part that I highlighted here. You said living our values and purpose authentically in fuel, full view of those we lead directly as well as those observing from afar. I, I just love that thought. So talk to us a minute about, you know, being authentic and, and realizing that people are looking at you even from a distance. Absolutely. Um, people are always watching. Um, and so you can pretend like they're not watching and you can and try to pretend like the only thing they're going to see is are the things that you do right or well. And I don't, I, again, I don't think that we learn a whole lot when everything is going right in our lives. We don't learn a whole lot. We don't grow a lot 
when things are perfect. We grow when we have to take a step back and say, why didn't that work? How did I, how did that not come up? You know, I had in my head that I was going to communicate um, or interact with someone this particular way. It didn't go that way. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, in my last job, and I was in uh, my master's program at the time, and I had an assignment, um, and I actually wrote about this for one of my papers, but I had an assignment to um, interact with someone that was above me in, in level at the organization. And I attempted to have a conversation with this person that went horribly wrong, just horribly wrong. And if I had thought in the beginning that it would have gone the way that it went with the approach that I had taken, I probably wouldn't have done it. But what I learned from the experience was that I have to take into account in, in my communication not only what I have in my head that I want to communicate, but I have to stop and think how other people are going to handle that, even people who are are above me, um, who have, you know, are, I don't want to say superior, which, uh, and I wasn't a direct report, um, but people who, you know, level in a hierarchy in an organization is, is higher than mine. And so I, for some reason, I thought that because, one, and these are assumptions that I think create problems for us. One, because he was a man, one, he was higher than me in the, you know, in the org, org chart that I could approach him honestly about what some of the issues in our organization were. And what I found out was that I was wrong. And my attempt to do the right thing turned out to be a very bad thing for our relationship. But ultimately, it turned out to be a really good thing for me and the rest of the organization because I learned a lot about communicating with people and the importance of how I communicate with people um, that led me to be, I think, ultimately a better leader and enabled me to communicate with people the rest of my tenure there in a way that I had not before that that particular encounter. Um, so, you know, we have to be willing to understand what our values are, understand what our priorities are, to to live in them authentically, but we do still have to take into account other variables in the equation. And I think that for me, learning that lesson was important because it, it's not just about kind of being a bull in a china cabinet and just saying, you know, here's my values and priorities and I'm going forth to be authentic to those, but still be cognizant of how what we do impacts other people. And I think that is such a huge part of leadership and, and one of the pieces that's missing when when leaders, you know, make directives and orders 
that they just think I'm, I'm in a position and maybe it's not even a conscious thought, but I'm in a position of power and I get to say what I want the way I want and, you know, the, the rest of you deal with it. And in reality, that doesn't go over well. And ultimately what we want is to be influencers so that people want to come with us on the vision that we have and that, that we are sharing with them. It's an opportunity for us all as part of a team to move forward together. And if no one wants to follow you because they don't, they don't respect you and the way you communicate, then you've lost them and it really is a problem for the rest of your, your tenure as a leader. That is so true. I, uh, I love what I'm hearing. It's continuing to encourage me. I, I know, you know, sometimes as leaders, when we get the title, we, we get an idea and we have a conversation in our head and our idea, we, we okay. research something <laughs> and then we make a determination, we make a decision. And before, at least in, in, in Brian, Brian's being transparent here, early on in my leadership career, once I made up my mind, I decided everybody needed to go with me without mm. them having that conversation, without them understanding and having that. And guess what? When I finally learned this, when I brought it to the team and we had communication, sometimes they had better ideas than the one I was working on. So right. you invite right. people into your thinking and your communication, there can be a better idea. You know what? Other people have ideas. And sometimes you're leading people that are more in tune with what their daily activities are that can give you some feedback that you desperately need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and if we take the time to understand that, that it's not so much about us leading as us, as the team going together, right? And, and stop and figure out what, what is the vision? You share the vision. I would imagine if you had that to do over again, you would say, okay, I've got this vision. Let me share it with the team. You'll get input. Ultimately, you still make the decision. But now you have the benefit of the wisdom and input of other people. And to the degree you choose not to incorporate that, again, you communicate, this This is the reason why I've chosen not to do that. I respect what you said, I thank you, and this is the reason why. Because ultimately you're responsible, but to try to move people along without bringing them along is harder. In, in the end, it actually is harder, and it will hamper your ability to do that in the future, um, particularly if your espoused values relating to them are not in alignment with that. Yeah, that is so true, Whitty. That is, that's good stuff, and I appreciate some more of those breadcrumbs we're getting from you on the podcast today. That's awesome. So, so tell me how... You lead, you know, you gave some great examples there. Um, and I, 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 I shared with you, you know, how sometimes I want to, you know, just drive forward. But how do you, you talked about taking them on a journey. 
how do you do that? How do you get the get them on the bus? Let's let's talk about the old get them on the bus. <laughs> I think the first thing you do is have a conversation and, and remember that the people that you're leading, your team, your team, they're people. They're people first, and you need to be clear who you are who they are in relation to who you are, and just talk to them, communicate with them. Let go of the ego and the power trip and recognize that you can get, what is it, they get more flies with honey than with vinegar. That applies in leadership. It is not necessary for people who are in control or in power to browbeat people in order to get them to move along. If you're doing that or you feel like you have to do that, then you don't have the right people on your team or there's something about you that needs to be addressed. So you've got the the plan, the P-L-A-N. So I think leadership is simple. And so I have what I call the simple method. And it is simply taking the time to be self-aware, understand who you are, understand who you are as a leader, as a person, how you interact with other people and making changes as necessary, that you have to be intentional with your leadership. You have to decide what kind of leader you're going to be. And I think the biggest failure for leaders is taking the time to think about and visualize what kind of leader am I? What kind of leader do I want to be? Not just I want to be a leader, now I have a title, let's move forward. But you need to be intentional about how you want to do that. Are you, are you going to be someone who's going to be a dictator type, which I wouldn't call a leader, but a dictator, or are you going to be someone who's more collaborative and inclusive and be intentional about whatever your decision is, that you master who you are, how you lead, what you're going to lead, that you be purposeful in this. And purposeful means what is your purpose as a leader? Is your purpose to bring people along to empower them, to help them grow and be the best they can be so that they will then bring the best of what they have to offer to your team and your vision. Leverage, you're going to leverage the collective, right? You're going to leverage your strength, the strength of your team, the individually and each of them, uh, individually and then collectively. And then energy. What energy are you going to bring to this? So it, it's a simple, you know, you simple. It's a simple thing to do if you are aware of the component parts that the great leaders are already exhibiting. Um, so you bring them along by understanding who you are, what your vision is, including people as part of that process, taking their feedback, something that you mentioned, um, 
early in your career was a, was a challenge, or at least at one time was a challenge. And when people buy into the vision, you don't have to work hard to get them to come along. Some of the, the best opportunities you see for this um, in real life are people who volunteer, right? They don't, they're not, they're not there because they're getting paid. They're get, they're there because they believe in the mission and the vision of an organization. They want to help move whatever that, they want to help propel whatever that movement is forward. And so looking at volunteer organizations, nonprofits, and how they manage to get people to get on board with them, I think is a, is a wonderful way for leaders in profit-driven uh, organizations to do the same thing. Just about every organization has a vision and a mission statement. Are you living that? Are you giving your people to understand that? Are, are you incorporating your vision and your mission on a daily basis, or is it just some platitude on a wall? If you're not actually living those, the vision, your mission, your value statement, people will understand that you're, that those are espoused and they're not really true and you're going to have trouble getting them to follow you. It, it, it's no more, um, it's as simple as that. I will put it that way. Absolutely. And I love this simple idea. And then you talked about buy-in. I had already wrote down that buy-in is the fuel that, that's going to push the bus. So we get right people on the place in the bus, get them on the bus, but then they, they have bought in, they agree. Uh, that's the fuel for it. You, you talk about volunteering and I have this thought that the heart is a voluntary member of our, of our body. And mm-hmm. it, it, just, it just pumps mm-hmm. blood and no scientist can tell you why it does that. But, but if we get it in our heart, if, if we love something, if we love a cause, we're going to give our lives to it. And, and so exactly. that voluntary, it's, you get the buy-in from people that have their heart in it without a doubt. So you mentioned about understanding and knowing yourself. What tools do you use and do you encourage others to use to, to get to understand and know themselves? Start with silence. One of the challenging things that a lot of people have is just giving themselves the time and the space to get to know themselves. So yesterday, for example, uh, someone I know was on Facebook. They were doing a Facebook Live, and I stumbled upon it, and she was talking about kind of this global timeout, feeling like she wasn't doing enough, that she should be doing more and and in comparison to other people in a kind of a coaching space or personal professional development space, that she felt like she wasn't doing enough and and that she needed to kind of ramp up what she was doing. But at the same time, she felt like she needed to slow down. She, the, the reason she was resisting some of that was that she felt like she needed to slow down. 
but she couldn't slow down because she felt like she needed to be doing something. Right. So she's like in this tizzy about doing something. And my first comment was simply that her, the answer was in the silence. And that until she got quiet and was willing to sit with herself, she wasn't going to figure out what was really right for her. So she could sit and compare herself to a thousand other coaches and consultants and whatnot, or she could get quiet and tune all that out and figure out what was best for her. So my advice my um, guidance with my clients is always sit and be okay with sitting. And it's a concept that comes from meditation, right? It's okay to sit. It's okay to be in silence. And our society is such a go, go, go society that we're not really given permission to do that. But until we do that, it's really impossible to know who you are. And I'm not talking about knowing who you are through the eyes of other people. You have to get to know you through your own eyes and through your own, you mentioned your heart. You have to get to know you through your own heart. And you can't get in touch with that if you don't just get quiet. So that's the first thing is to get quiet. Then you have to get real. You have to ask questions. You have to ask hard questions. And then you have to keep asking why. And every time you answer a question, you have to ask why. Or maybe you have to ask what. But you're asking these questions over and over again. Why? Why is that important? Why is that happening? And when you keep peeling back the onion or the artichoke or, you know, whatever analogy you want to use, you ultimately get to the core of who you are. And then you can move from that place in honesty and integrity and then figure out what your values are and what your priorities are. So it starts with getting quiet, getting real, and being willing to ask the tough questions. Wow, those are great ideas, great breadcrumbs and nuggets you're dropping for us today. That's great. We're actually right here at this 30-minute time where I like to start, to start to wind things down. Listeners, I hope you took some notes as I did. Whitney has been a great guest today. We appreciate her time. Winnie, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Where can they find you? You can find me on social. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. It's Whitney Wiley. Whitney is with the NIE, so it's W-H-I-T-N-I-E. Whitney Wiley. I'm on um, LinkedIn. I am also on Facebook. I have a group that I would love anyone who's looking at career transitions um, would want to look into. It's called the Dream Job and Career Connection. So you could just put that in your Facebook search. And I am always available by um, phone call or email. And my email is Whitney at shiftingintoaction.com. 
phone number 916-304-4742. Thank you for that, Whitney. And for our listeners, I will have that in the podcast description. So if you didn't have a chance to write that down, just look at the podcast description. This is episode 43, so we're racking them up here. Uh, going to get close to being, we do this once a week, so it'll almost be a year here soon. We'll be celebrating. We appreciate you listening. Do me a favor, wherever you're listening to this ass, whatever platform, whether it's on iTunes or whether it's on Google or Podbean, wherever you're listening to this, give us an honest rating and review. Share this podcast with others. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.